This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ten years on from the fastest goal the Etihad Stadium has ever seen, does City need to start Sergio Gomez at right wing to ensure another 6-0 route of Tottenham Hotspur, or can City do that without a tricky but ultimately questionably productive Spanish winger slash fullback in the squad? It's Friday, the 1st of December, I'm Andrew Detmer. I'm Joe Ritchie. And this is the City Report Podcast. It's here for Gundogan! It is a thrilling start for Manchester City. The fastest ever goal in an FA Cup final. 2023 is the City treble year. Champions of England, FA Cup winners, and now Well, Joe, what do you what do you think? Uh, do you think we need to uh, start someone who isn't that great as a winger? <laughs> probably also isn't that great as a, a fullback, uh, but is of the uh, Iberian Peninsula to uh, overcome our our wayward foes, the Tottenham Hotspur. At this point, based on our recent history with Spurs, it, it feels like we're going to need something funky to to make it work. But uh, man, if we're resorting to, to Sergio, we're probably down pretty bad. So I hope that's not the case. If, if you somehow don't know what we're referring to, uh, we're referring to Jesus Navas scoring 13 seconds into a match in the fall of 2013. So roughly 10 years ago. In fact, it was the first uh, City match I ever attended live. Hmm. Um, quite the uh, way to experience um, the Etihad. It was so you, like, oh, so we just score goals all the time. So you got to see the legend Martin DiMichelis in person is what you're saying. Uh, if by the legend you mean uh, his mullet, yes. <laughs> great, great hair, that man. Great yeah, hair. Yeah. Um, but uh, first of all, we just want to say thanks to all the listeners, um, as this is Spotify Wrapped season. Not that Joe Ritchie would know it. Um, okay. But all right. <laughs> as he is an Apple Music devotee, but. Um, as the podcast, we get to see all sorts of cool Spotify rap stats for 
the podcast and we, you know, grew so much this year, so many listeners, so many streams, the audience. So obviously not everyone on here that's listening right now does listen to Spotify, but it is really cool to see. And none of that happens and none of the joy that we get out of doing this happens without all of you. So we just want to thank the listeners um, for sticking with us over the year. And um, we hope you continue to listen because we still have lots of fun things we want to do and grow and develop this thing. And if you have suggestions, ideas, or things that you um, would like to see more of, less of, um, you know, cool new segment ideas or suggestions, we always want to hear that. Um, we're at City Report Pod across all social media platforms. So uh, hit us up there and we're happy to chat. And um, yeah. But Joe, we've got a we got a podcast to talk mm. about about a g- pretty, I would say, important game. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's funny. City are in like a on face value a weird phase where they're kind of looking like themselves for thirty minutes a match and then kind of looking lost. But then you kind of take it back to the ten thousand foot view and you remember that City don't typically see their best form in the first half of the season. Um, I mean, obviously coming off a <laughs> interesting match against Leipzig in the Champions League and, um, you know, a couple of draws in the Premier League. I think this match against Spurs is, you know, it's it's not one of the cliche must wins or, you know, match of the season territory. But it's to me, it's a game that, you know, you have Villa away after the fact. It's 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 a game that, you know, you, you'd really, really want to take three points from at home in front of the fans, um, again, against a team that tends to give City a lot of issues. So um, I think there's a lot of talking points for both teams, to be honest, going into this match. Um, but again, I think if you're City and from City's point of view, you've had, what, the better part of five days to rest. This is definitely a game that you need to capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. And um, this is mainly going to be City-focused, but I do just want to kind of ground this because – before we talk about how City should approach this, I do think it's important to note, um, you know, Spurs come into this match. They obviously were flying high at the beginning of the season. I still think they're a good team. However, um, Spurs' list of missing players for this match includes Christian Romero, who is suspended on a red card due to his idiocy. Um, and I don't think much else needs to be said about that. Uh, Ryan Sessegnon is likely out with a hamstring injury. Richarlison out with a groin injury. Mickey Van Deven out with a hamstring. Uh, James Madison out with an ankle injury. And he's been gone for a while, but he was an important player for them last year. Ivan Perisic out with his cruciate. Um, so they have a pretty sizable missing player list as far as City. We are going to be missing De Bruyne, obviously. Uh, and Kovacic and Nunez are both out with muscle injuries. Um, apparently, Nunez is considered slightly less serious because he is expected to be back early December. Kovacic is middle of December. But Joe, kind of given that Spurs are very kind of light at several important positions, including both their starting center backs in an ideal world are out. Um, they don't have Richarlison, who's obviously pretty... Uh, you know, likely to feature Madison, who's been key, I think, to their success of how they've played so far this season. How do you think Pep and City should approach this match against Spurs? Yeah, I mean, to to me, it's like a lesser extent of how you uh, approach the um, the Liverpool match, right? It's a side that, you know, likes to attack, especially on the counter. I mean, 
you listed all the key injuries of which there are many, but at the end of the day, you still have Son up front. Um, Kulusevsky's, Kulusevsky's kind of slid into this central central role kind of behind Son with um, Madison being out. And to me, that's actually his probably his best position instead of coming off the right. Um, so they still have, you know, a couple of players that can cause you a lot of trouble. I think if you're City, you know, the biggest attacking points are both the midfield. Um, they just lost Ben Tencore to another injury, which which sucks for him. Um, so, you know, that midfield starts to open up. And then, like you said, at the back, I mean, they started Emerson Royale at, at center back and in, in, uh, Ben Davies against Villa um, last weekend. And to me, you know, you have two very attacking fullbacks in, in Destiny Udige and, and Pedro Porro who like to get up and down the pitch. So you, you're really looking at a side that can be got at um, to be totally transparent. So, you know, I think for City, it's about controlling the midfield. And um, I think you look at a, a team that has a, a Doku and Alvarez, a Foden and a Holland and saying, hey, play your game. You know, let the guys behind you kind of slow things down and put a little bit more discipline. But I, I, I really do think that City need to set up in a position where you're at home, you know, get a couple early goals. Um, again, this is a side that's not what they were two, three weeks ago and um, really put your foot down from the get-go. I, I think that's a very... I agree with it overall. I just do wonder, though, we this season when City have struggled, they have tended to be matches where we kind of just go for it. Um, And given, I mean, yes, Spurs do not have Madison and Richarlison, but they do still have Kulicheski, Son, um, and, you know, Ren Johnson, who I he's an interesting player. I don't think he's anywhere near a finished article yet, but I do, you know, worry slash think they have enough that they could, if we're not careful of how we approach the midfield, I think in particular, um, or who is on the left side, both at left center backs, quasi left back. And then who's at wing. Um, I do, you know, just worry slightly about getting hit in transition because I think that has been where we've seen, City have issues of, you know, we, we saw that when it's Doku and Gavardio against Liverpool, defensively, we are not strong enough on that left side because that's not part of Doku's game yet. Um, so as far as midfield, the question, first question I have before we kind of talk about everywhere else of how we approach it and do you be open is Rodri is one yellow card away from a suspension given that Spurs are a weaker side, do you even think about not playing in this match? No, no. I mean, it, it's one of those, like, if he were to pick up a yellow and miss the trip to Villa, that would be a huge blow. But uh, Well, here's my question, though. Who, do you, who are you more worried about today, playing Spurs at home or going to Villa and not having Rodri? I mean, which would you be more confident about picking up a result in if you had to do one of those fixtures without Rodri? <laughs> it's it's. I'm trying not to be a fence sitter because you could make a case for both. Um, and I, and for that reason, I totally see your point. It's just one of those where you've had five days rest. You're playing against a top six side who are obviously you know on a three game losing streak in the league, but are still capable of hitting you on the counter. We've seen what they can do to City in the past. I think there's just not a situation where you can't start Rodri. And if he ends up picking up a yellow, you know, 
Maybe Nunez is back. Maybe it sounds like Kovacic probably won't be, but I think you can make do. Um, again, it's not ideal, but to say, well, he's on a yellow. Well, he may pick one up against Villa, and I know it's Luton after that, but still, it's it's you know you can only carry See, that risk. That, for to so me, much. it's like that's that's the idea. If somehow, let's say he gets through this match without a yellow. Oh yeah, he's got to pick one up against Villa. You got to pick up one against Villa. Like that's the best time to take the right. The but hit, that's not, that's it, that's that, not the question you asked me. <laughs> so no, 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 I know, but I'm saying of like for me, that's actually why. Like I kind of almost lean. I I still ultimately play Rodri, but I think right. like it's at least worth thinking through. Of like, I think if both Kovacic and Nunez were available, I would say we should not start Rodri given where Spurs are at right now. Right. But I just don't think given where the rest of the squad is. Um, that we, you know, cannot we can afford to not play him. We can't. Um, yeah. But you know, you referred to playing and exp- kind of going for it against Spurs. Um, that has not necessarily been how Pep approaches matches against top sides lately. It feels like. Um, so I agree with you that that's what I would like to see. But do you think that we are likely to see? A kind of very attacking lineup or do you think we are going to see more of a control the ball death by a thousand cuts spurs knowing that who they're likely to start in defense like we will be able to score goals and pep's main concern will be let's that's not the concern let's just make sure we don't give their couple very clinical and great in transition moments players those opportunities to hurt us yeah I mean <clears throat> I think honestly it's it's a bit of a mix of personnel and also you know individual direction from Pep in terms of you know those players that I listed you know as a suggested front five or front four really are obviously all very attack minded but again I think at the end of the day like you touched upon right who do you play at the fullback position who do you play at central defense to me like if you have Ake at left back instead of Vardio, that makes you a little bit more defensively solid. We saw what it looked like when he came on against Leipzig. It just felt like the whole game changed for the better defensively. Um, I, I think Doku gets a bit of an unfair rap in terms of, you know, I th- and I'm not saying you're making these statements, but I think a lot of people think, well, when Doku's on the pitch, you know, he's he gives the ball away all the time. He, you know, he's he's not going to help to the you know backtracking and all that. I I just. I think that's a little bit lazy of a comment. Um, I think he's getting better at that game by game. Um, honestly, if Foden weren't such in great in such great form, I'd consider Doku and Grealish. Um, but at this point, you know, I think Foden's entering a, a stage of being borderline undroppable. So, um, to answer your question, though, I mean, I think it's just about picking your moments um, to attack and attack in full force. I don't think city need to make it a basketball match. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's, you know, that death by a thousand cuts, keep it slow, keep it easy. Because at the end of the day, you know, you're probably not facing Spurs at a better time this season than right now and at home. So I think in that sense, you have to go for it. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. And I, I do actually think that, given the state that Spurs are in, we're likely to see Pep take that approach. And also that we're at home where, mm-hmm. you know, bar that Liverpool match, we have seen a pretty expansive city um, over the last 12 months um, for the most part. And so, yeah, I mean, that's my, I agree with you if that's what I want to see. I also think that, I mean, part of it is, I think that almost has to be what we're going to see just given the, 
the options for players that we have available. Right. Um, that this like Kovacic is not going to be in there to be more kind of control the midfield with like real midfielders. Like our, our only two real midfielders at this point are uh, Rodri and Bernardo. And so then yeah, there's not a lot of pepper, pepper led options at this point. No, um, absolutely. And um, honestly, that's a great place to end part one. And when we come back, we'll actually talk about a little bit about Pepper Blatt, who we think we'll see, and, you know, strategy for resting um, coming off a five-day break. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The Etihad Stadium really is wonderful at this time of the season, and the same goes for McDelivery. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. Thanks again for listening. As we said at the top, we can't do this without you. Um, if you haven't taken the time to subscribe and rate this podcast on whatever platform you do, we appreciate that. And again, you can find us across all social media at City Report Pod and any. You know, sharing, liking, rating that you can do does really help us because it spreads the word of this podcast to other blues that we would love to be able to uh, get inside their ears and uh, preach the gospel of city. So with that, Joe, we alluded to at the beginning, but Pep Roulette, you know, certain positions in the field, it feels like we're pretty uh, likely to know who it'll be. Um, So you know, who do you think should be involved? And also, are there any players you think like, absolutely not, they need a rest or, you know, this is the match to rotate them? Well, I think a lot of players need a rest. Um, Whether they'll get one is is another matter. Um, I mean, to me, like, I think it's probably easiest to go by just who the locks are. Um, You know, I think back to front, Ederson is, is a lock. Um, just for obvious reasons, I don't think I need to go much farther than that. I think after, you know, the midweek performance, I think Ake to me is a lock. Um, he's notoriously shut down pretty much any winger that he's faced in the last 12 months. Um, I think he's just developed so much as an outside defender, you know, guarding against your, your Mosalas, your Sakas, whoever, and he just seems to get better every single match. So to me, he has to be in there. Um, to be honest, obviously there's not a lot of options. He's the only lock for me in defense. There's not a lot to pick from, but I don't think any of the other players really covered themselves in glory midweek. Um, so, well, I mean, I, you say that, but actually there is a fair amount to pick from because there's no injuries in the back line accor- according to all reports. So everyone should be fit. So, I mean, is this a game that we see the four center backs 
Stone stepping into midfield, which maybe helps protect Rodri because you have Stones alongside him to do a lot of the... Stones can do more aggressive ball work. Rodri can not maybe be at much of a risk with four center backs on the pitch. So in transition. I, I think what I would counter that with going back to our conversation in part one is Rodri's yellow card status. And on top of that, Stones's fitness status. To me, I wouldn't want to start Stones in this game on the basis that if Rodri picks up a yellow, you know, that gives Stones another, what, three days till Villa. To me, he he's going to step into that position if need be. I'd rather him mm-hmm. rest a little bit more. We've seen this injury already re-aggravate once this season. If if he can get a few more days rest, and again, then he's either a lock coming out of defense against Villa, or again, if need be, you know, he can come into midfield. So I I get your point. I personally wouldn't start Stones. I'd probably go. I'd definitely play Ake. Um, <laughs> Ake Dia Shikanji Walker. It's tough. It's tough. Like I said it, uh, you know, on the podcast after the Leipzig match, I don't, if City had other players in form, I don't think Diaz and Akanji deserve to start after the mistakes that they made midweek. I know it sounds harsh, but those are mistakes that can't be made at this level. Um, but at the same time with, with City's setup, you can't really afford to drop them. I'll tell you what I'd like to see. I don't know if it'll be the case, but to me, it's, it's Ake, it's Rico, it's, um, it's and then it probably is DS and and honestly I I wouldn't mind Vardiol. Um I think he was the better of the the three center backs that played midweek. Uh, Walker to me it just feels like um and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole but it feels like he's been tailing off a little bit from his strong start and I think the system's been a little bit weird when he's on the pitch versus when Rico's kind of deployed in that role. Um, obviously, there's pros and cons to each, but that that would be my preferred back four. Um, I don't know if you have any counters to that, but I think that's what I'd like to see. I mean, I just I do not believe that Rico Lewis is right back. I um, I don't totally believe it as much as I think this is a match that you can probably get away with it. Um, I see. I I think I would almost want. I mean, one, I'm a big fan of playing guys against their ex clubs. Fair. Two, I think if we are worried about transition defending against a guy like Sun and Kulicheski, Walker's the guy I want. And Johnson has pay- like there, there for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of pace up there. Like I said, there's yeah. There's so I mean, I, I my I think I would go Walker, Ake, and then pick whoever in the <laughs> right. middle. I, like it's. I don't see a huge difference um, between any of them other than like, I, well, I would ideal world. You just start stones. You do the back four of center backs, but I agree with you of like one, he hasn't come back yet. So I don't think you want to start him necessarily, but also like you, we may need him against Villa in the six. So, and then alternatively, right. If you, if you don't start him and you don't start Rico, you have to start a Kanji because someone has to come into midfield and the yeah. other options aren't there. So, I think if I think Walker, Ake, Akanji, and either Vardiol or Diash to me probably probably works. Yep. Uh, midfield, Rodri, Bernardo, Alvarez. Yep. Yeah, I think it picks itself. And then f- your forward line, uh, Sergio Grealish, Gomez, Holland, Foden. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I I I honestly would go Doku, Holland, Foden. 
Okay. I again, like other players we've mentioned, you can make a case for Grealish. I think Foden and Holland are, are locks. Um, I, I agree, Foden or Holland are locks. Um, you know, I obviously Doku comes on in the second half midweek and is part of turning it around. But I, I think, frankly, you know, so is just Pep lighting a fire under all of them. Um, and I, given that Grealish had not played for a while, like, I think it's a little harsh or unfair to just say like, oh, the issue was, you know, Jack. Yeah. Frankly, I, the issue was our defense was not. Jack was awake. by no means the issue, but he also wasn't the solution. Whereas I think when yeah. Doku came on, you did see an immediate change. Um, but again, that also comes down to Lewis repositioning. Ake coming on. It, I think it's a little too easy to say it's just Doku, but um, it's one of those. I think I'd be fine with either. I I think Jack needs the minutes to find his form. Um, but for me, again, that that is a very questionable backline. If we see what what Spurs deployed against Villa, I mean, Pedro Poros not a defender. Um, Christian. Uh, Romero is not a center back, although last season he did oddly do well against City. But um, Romero, Jesus, Royale. Um, I, I think that, it's again, it's just take advantage of that, right? Take take advantage of that pairing. Doku alone can get past both of those. I'm not sure that Grealish has the type of impact in this match that, that Doku does. Um, but I think we can talk about yeah, this. I, mean, I think you're right of if there's ever a time to play the the freak that is Doku, it is when uh, they're facing a back line that is comprised of one midfielder, two right backs and a left back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's a good time to attack them. I don't, I mean, Ben Davies, if, if Ben Davies gets anywhere near Jeremy Doku, like he may put him into a retirement home, similar to James Milner. It, it wouldn't be pretty. So that's something that I'd oh, like I mean, to see. I, Frankly, I, I think the bigger issue for their back line is they don't have an actual center back who knows how to defend a striker. I mean, not that any center back knows how to defend Holland, but like there's a difference between a center back who's used to operating in central positions defending a guy like Holland right. versus none of those guys defend in central defensive positions. Yeah. Well, and the funniest and having to deal with Holland. The funniest thing is like before this podcast, I was thinking, or like before we started recording, I'm like, okay. It's still Spurs, you know, they still have some killers there, you know, it, it could go either way. And then throughout this podcast, I'm like feeling ultra confident. But if you told me to pick a score, I still don't see a scenario where City run away with this in a 3-4-0 match just because it's it's Spurs. You're not, you're not seeing a repeat of the 6-0? I, I'd love to see that. Um, I'd even fly you over there if, if that guaranteed it, but uh, I, I just... I don't know. Some of the, I, I hate that Spurs are in my head. Like of all clubs, Spurs being in my head is feel so wrong. But at the end of the day, they've they've proven to be a problem for City in the past few years. So I I don't think we can guarantee a, a runaway. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty confident we're going to win. Um, but I I do agree with you that it. I mean, I, there are still points of danger or concern both with regards to what Spurs can offer and do, and then also where City are just are at with a roster right now. Um, you know, we've it's a five-day break between Leipzig and now, and then... Without travel, play Sunday, too, Which is great. Right. No, Yeah, with no travel. But then, you know, it's not that far, but they do travel to Birmingham on Wednesday. Do you think that given that it's 
no travel beforehand, five days of rest, full like if so, if every player is good, play that em. strongest side goes play them. Yeah, no, I think again, it's 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 this is a really tricky time of year, um, and unfortunately, the fixtures are only going to continue to build up with the the Club World Cup around the corner. But you know, I think these players just have to get us through this rough patch and hope that you know the players that are out injured come back, you know, fit and and stay fit. Um, or, or otherwise we'll be in trouble. But for now, again, I think you just need to play your best available. And, you know, after Villa, um, it gets a little bit easier as far as the fixture list goes. So to me, get through these two games and, and reevaluate after that. Yeah, I think I think that's right of, I mean, I think, you know, look, Luton at home did uh, nearly take down Liverpool and drew with them. But with that kind of being the fixture after Villa and the, that city are far more comfortable attacking and breaking down teams that just sit back the way they yeah. do. than I think, you know, Liverpool are who are much more of an emotional countering side who need those moments. Yep. I'm less worried. Like, I think we can rotate and target that as being a time to give some of these guys rest. Um, but I do, I mean, I think these next two matches are important ones because we're talking about, I think two teams that likely do finish in the top six mm-hmm at the end of the season in these next two matches. Yep. And so you, you got to put up points on these guys for sure. Um, but yeah, well, thanks Joe. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks Andrew. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, well everyone, we hope you enjoy the rest of your Friday. We hope you enjoy the weekend and we hope to be back in your ears Monday morning to celebrate, um, some sort of thrashing or (laughs) just at the very least a victory over Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, with that, take care. Uh, Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.